The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. You know, Coach uh, cosmetologist Stephen Hawkins is offering $100 million if we can find extraterrestrial life, meaning, I guess, space uh, life somewhere else in the universe besides the planet Earth. And, um, you know, I guess my question is, man, do we really want to know? Do we really want to know if there is... Uh, life somewhere else, somewhere else, and we want them to and bring them here. We already got enough problems, man. We don't. I, I'm just not. I am. My goodness, what would Donald Trump say about that, man? You know, my goodness. What's going on, Coach? Daryl, I think that uh, we need to leave Donald alone with any of those kind of questions. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna leave the Don alone. He got enough. Enough problems, you know what I'm saying, and you know, and I'm, I, what could I say about enough problems? Um, most of the things that's going on wrong with Donald, he brings them on himself. But hey, Coach, we're here to talk about the world of sports and what's going on in the world of sports. But since we're off track just a little bit, what do you think about this Arthur Ashe Award given to um, Bruce? No, 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 Caitlyn Jenner. Coach, you know, I don't. I must have not understood exactly what their parameters were for selecting uh, you know, rewardees, people that are going to win the award. Uh, Bruce Jenner, before he became Caitlin, was a, a great athlete back in the 80s. But he hasn't done anything in athletics since then, except for having a reality show. He's not done anything that I am aware of, other than he's made a lot of money. But... Um, and I'm sure he's helped out people, but uh, I thought it was kind of uh, uh, the wrong venue. I, I would agree with you, Coach. Um, you know, especially when we look at some of the former winners of this award, and we, we're talking about people like um, 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 Muhammad Ali, um, Dean Smith, um, Jim Valvano. You know, I, I, I just find it hard. To, to give this award to um, um, people, someone like Bruce Jenner. And and I think Bruce Jenner is, is in this thing for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, maybe because he wasn't, um, I don't know, pacified enough as a young child. Wasn't even one, you know, somebody didn't throw a ball to him enough. And I, and I say these things not, not frivolously, 
because I know in some cases, you know, kids don't get the attention they 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 need and deserve. But um, I I think now he's he's turned this thing into a little more Hollywood than it should be, and I think this award should be given to someone that's really shown some courage, and not that him coming out is not showing courage. And and I I I. I I, I get this thing confused from time to time because I'm a lover of all. You know, I got a saying in my life, the only people I don't love is the people I've never met. Because once I meet you, I love you. You know, and and sometimes I ain't, and I can meet you through TV and love you. And, and, and but um, I, 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 I have gay friends and, and my gay friends, they don't have to, to dress up and scream at me and yell at me. Hey, I'm gay. Look at me. Hey, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get that part of it. So I, I don't see Bruce. It's, I think it was some other people that could have gotten, um, gotten this award besides um, Bruce Jenner. Well, I agree with you, coach. And, you know, I, I, there's people that are going to take whatever we say in the wrong venue. Uh, I don't think either one of us, um, uh, or against uh, Caitlyn Jenner or whatever her agenda is from now on. But uh, I think there's some real deserving athletes out there that I would have loved to see gotten it. You know, when, when we look at, like I said, some of the former winners, Robin Roberts, you know, a cancer survivor, and, and, and from time to time you still hear her dealing with uh, with cancer. And, and and I know her battle is not over, and she said that on many occasions. And you know, and, and and when we think of her, and then we look at Bruce Jenner, his has it actually become a popularity award where where it's, it's the networks dictate who gets this type of award, you know? And 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 I'll say it again: um, when we go from from Jim Valvano. And Robin Roberts, you know, Pat Summit, you know, and, 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 well, last year, last year's award winner was, uh, Michael Sams. And he's, he's another guy that's, that's turning his, his, um, sexual preference or sexuality into a, uh, uh, trying to make it a cash cow, you know, and I'm not, I, and I'm not so sure it's going to work for him either, you know, um. It's just—it's confusing, and 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 like I said, when 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 Robin Roberts gets the gets the award in 2013, Micah Sam gets it in 2014, and Caitlyn Jenner gets it in 2015. I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm beginning to think these things are becoming more of popularity, and. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was. I don't know how the voting was determined. Maybe it was determined by the internet. I'm not so. I'm not sure. Or maybe it was determined by the network. I'm not so sure. I think it is by the uh, network, uh, coach. And uh, and and I'm not saying that's wrong. Uh, I just uh, it it lessens it for me. For me as well, coach. And uh, and 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 God bless Bruce Jenner. And I've said on many occasions, don't hate the player, hate the game. If he's in this game to make more money, uh, he's already worth over hundred million dollars. If he's in this in this thing to make, uh, his goal is to make two hundred million or be worth two hundred million or three hundred million or whatever. 
Um, God bless him. Go for it, Bruce, if, if, if that should go. But, um, you know, he's 60-something years old. And, 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 I, and, and now it's more like you almost can't say anything bad about Bruce Jenner. You know, I, I don't think that's right either. It's almost like if you say, hey, damn, Bruce, you're an ugly woman. You know, you, you're not even a good-looking um, woman. You know, you wouldn't fool me. I'm telling you, I've been fooled by some by some um, some trans transsexuals. You know what I mean? But you wouldn't fool me. I'm just saying, Coach. We don't want to go there. Hey, I, I went there. I mean, I went there. You know, I went there. So, uh, and and I, I got that, that's and I, I don't know. And maybe he wouldn't fool me because I know I know that's Bruce Jenner. You understand what I'm saying? But uh, hey, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Coach, um, um, I went over the weekend, I went to Tampa, Florida, and saw uh, Wendy Williams. I'm a big fan, and I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like Wendy Williams. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Wendy Williams. She tell it like it is, whether it's athletics, movie stars, whoever it is. And um, she is Where one of the tallest. Huh? Uh, it was, she was at the Mahaffey Theater in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, okay. and I stayed at the um, Harbor Island Hotel in Tampa, Florida. And I woke up the next morning uh, after I had a, had a great time at the show. And Wendy, you know, she curses quite a bit on her comedy show, the comedy show. Uh, she cursed quite a bit at the show. And um, she did a good job. And um, I go back to the hotel and having a great time and just relaxing, fall asleep, ordered me some room service and fell asleep. Uh, you know the wife was there. We had a good time, and and woke up the next morning and found out it was two people murdered at the hotel. Oh my goodness! Yeah, at the hotel, murder suicide. You know, I'm, I'm like, wow. So man, that's that that kind of crap. Just really kind of shakes me a little bit. But um, I, I didn't really see anything. Just kind of heard it on on the news, and I'm like, that's the place I'm staying at. Wow. So I call it's, that a, it's, it's a scary world sometimes, coach. Well, it is, coach. And when, when it's when it's close like that, it, it kind of shakes. It shook me a little bit, you know. And I I, I kind of think I'm a, um, I'm a I'm a pretty brave guy, but you, it, it just it, it the world it seems gets it's getting smaller, and, and the violence is is just everywhere. It's just everywhere, you know. And I, I, I ah. That's another topic, Coach, for another time because that gun violence is, is just unbelievable. It, 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 it makes no sense. It, it really makes no sense, Coach. Well, uh, you know, we've got a lot of things going on. Uh, I love the thing about the, uh, the professional uh, surfer who got attacked uh, over in that uh, competition, that surfing competition in South Africa. And... Uh, Afterwards, you know, he didn't get hurt. He beat he beat the sharks up, and then when he got to shore, when they pulled him and the other contestant to shore, they decided to split the money. Uh, what a showmanship thing uh, that was! You know, that's what I love about athletics. When competitors compete hard against each other, want to beat each other, but at the same time respect and love their opponents. Exactly. You know, and that's what sports should be about. And, 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 it's, and it's sportsmanship, Coach. It, it really is. And I, I saw that story. The guy's name is uh, Mick Fan, Fanning. Um, wow. You know, his, his mother says she saw this live on television and um, said she'd already lost one of her sons 17 years ago to a car accident. And it just really shook her 
Uh, tremendously. Yeah. Say, so, and you know, and and now, now, coach. One of the things that I I found out while I while I was checking out the story, this this happened uh, in Australia, in um, us in since since uh, since nineteen hundred, uh, Australia has had two hundred and seventy seven fatal shark attacks, and uh, America is behind that with. Um, 161 fatal shark attacks. South Africa is number three with 104 fatal shark attacks. Now, um, non-fatal shark attacks, Australia has around 800 non-fatal shark attacks. America leads all with around 1,800 non-fatal shark attack, Coach. All of them in Daytona, Coach? <laughs> I was scary like that, Coach. I went to Marineland today, took my grandson and my two grandnieces, and uh, my grandniece and her brother. You had a great time water, over there. No, I didn't get in the water today. Uh, I really didn't. Uh, my, I didn't get in the water today. And, I, and not, not because I'm afraid of sharks. I just didn't really have time. And um, so I, I, I didn't get in the water. But... It makes me a little more weary of of all the things that are going on with um, with the shark attacks. You know, we just had some fatal shark attack—not fatal, but some two critical shark attacks off the coast of North Carolina um, not long ago. And uh, you know, and from what I what I hear now, when I ask people about these shark attacks, they're they're saying that um, it's because our fisheries are really just fished out so much that. They, the sharks attack anything that they see as being uh, edible, especially if it's kind of big, you know, because they really don't have a lot to eat in the if fish. You're crashing around, Coach. What's activity that? In the water, activity in the water draws them. You know, if you're flashing or splashing around in murky water, they don't know what they're attacking. Hey. I, it could be. I, I surf fish, Coach. That's from the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Done it myself a few times. Yeah. And I and I've never I've never seen a shark. I've 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 seen people catch sharks, but I've never seen a shark while I was surf fishing. Um, we saw a great white. My wife and I saw a great white uh that was big. And I thought, holy cow. Wow. But uh, uh we were in a kayak and uh it was close. You know, um, I'm it's, one of the things, it's one of the things I've been wanting to take up is that kayak fishing because, you know, where we live at, you can get into some pretty good fishing places. But, oh, um, I agree. Yes, sir. You know, um, but my swimming skills are not really up to par, and um, and, and I'm, I'm just – and that's one of the things that I'm concerned about because we do have sharks in the um, – in the brackish water um, here in Florida. Coach, you're not going to get bothered by the sharks where we're going to fish at in the kayaks. But, uh, uh, you know, the uh, British Open had some pretty good stuff going on this week. What a good tournament, Coach. And um, you you wonder, would there have been more excitement if Spieth could have made it to the um, to the finals of that playoff? I think if he had made it to the playoffs, he may have had an opportunity to win. And, you know, you wonder, is Tiger Woods, is he through? I say no. I don't think so. 
I think he'll come back, Coach. I think it's just one of those glitches you have in your, your career as an athlete. And we've seen golfers, you know, uh, uh, I think at one time uh, Jack Nicholas is considered one of the finest golfers that ever played. He went 12 years without a major win. And then uh, he had a brief period in his early 50s where he was one of the best golfers again in the sport. So I don't think I'm, – I'm not going to write off Tiger Woods right now. No, I'm not writing him off, off either. But um, especially when you see people like um, David Duvall um, making it to the final cut and playing in the, in the last round. And, um, and you see people like Phil Mickelson uh, in his 40s still playing very competitive golf. And I really think Tiger Woods has an opportunity to come back and uh, and play some um, productive golf in his in his in his forties. You know, like I say, we see Field doing it in his forties, uh, and and we see people like um, you know Sergio Garcia um, still has never won a major, and he was right there at the end of the, at the end of the um, British Open um, today, uh, playing late in the late in the rounds, but just could not. Could not come through. And, you know, Coach, both of us play, and you play a lot more than I do, but golf is such an exacting, demanding sport in all levels. I mean, you have to have your putting on, your driving on, your your short game, uh, your pitching. You know, it all has to be together. And and I think Tiger still has it. He just has to get his rhythm again. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And um, when we look at these guys now, um, you know, Spieth, who would have ever thought that he'd be like a household name in golf? At at the same time, is he really a household name? Because how how much has he he accomplished? He's here this year, Roy McIlroy. He was here last year in the same position um, and, and wasn't able to do much with it. It's hard to stay on top in that game. It, it appears to be. And I guess that's why we really have to um, applaud Tiger Woods for all of his accomplishments because he really made it look easy for a long time. And, um, and I think some of us are still waiting around, waiting around to see if he's going to be able to um, come back to some type of form and, and not shoot 75 and 78. You know, I know guys shoot better than that, man. Coach, I'd like to shoot that good. <laughs> yeah, we all would like to shoot that good on a regular basis, but we don't expect Tiger Woods to um, ever result to, to numbers like that. But um, but that's what we're looking at right now with him. And and, 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 and like I said, Coach, I just don't think that he's going to always be like this. And I've, I've said a long time, I think he needed to take some time off. And I really mean like, like he he needs to go on a sabbatical. I mean, like you know, um, he says he's a um, um, uh, I can't think of what his religion it was, but uh, a a Buddhist, I think it is. And if he is, he needs to take some time off and um, and get his thoughts together. And 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 I mean, like some maybe a year, eighteen months, and come back a, a new person, a new Tiger Woods, you know. Maybe leave them women alone, too, you know, <laughs> yeah. especially them white chicks. That's what you really need to do. <laughs> coach, I ain't going there. I went there, Coach. I'm telling you, I'm going there tonight. I'm going there tonight, man. 
Man, Tiger. Man. I done seen some real cute black Asian chicks, man. Get you one. <laughs> man. You can. Trust me, they'll be lining up. All you had to do is like put a Twitter alert, Twitter, a Twitter alert out there. Tiger Woods. I'm looking for a cute black Asian woman. Man. <laughs> do you know how many he'd have like tomorrow? He's single. Come on, Tiger. Coach. Have what he want. But anyways, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio and Tiger Woods, do the darn thing, man. Do the darn thing. We're, guys, we'll be right back with more sports info. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Coach, you know today, Zach Johnson, he won the British Open, an American, and um, and he looked good doing it. Um, Louis Woosthaven had an opportunity to um, to to tie it on the la- on the last hole. They played a four four hole playoff and wasn't able to do it. Uh, Zach Johnson, you know, he pulled pulled out today with uh, one point eight million dollars. You know, and I and I heard a story uh, last week that. 
a lot of these golfers don't really go for it. And this guy was saying one of the reasons he admires Phil Mickelson so much is because Phil always goes for it. Say if Phil is in, if he's in sixth place, he's trying to win this thing, and he he'll take a chance. Where some of these guys, if they're in say eighth or twelfth place, they're just trying to hold on to that eighth or twelfth place money, and they don't really go for it. They just play it safe, play it safe. Where where other guys, they really, really go for. How do you feel about that, Coach? Well, Coach, I think that we all love to see uh, that guy or that woman in athletes that go for the win, regardless of the outcome. Uh, what you hate to see is when you think someone has the ability to maybe win but doesn't have, uh, for lack of not saying that these people don't have courage, but just don't have uh, the cojones to go for the win. And, uh, you know, all those guys have sponsors, and I'm sure they're told where they want them to be at least. And so they try to stay in that range regardless. And I, 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 I see your point, you know, and, and, and you're right. The sponsors want them in the top 20. They don't. They don't want them to be low in the top twenty, or at least out of the top twenty. And 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 playing it safe is is going to make you money, without a doubt. And you don't want to. You know, you don't want to take a chance of losing three hundred thousand dollars, or get you having a three hundred thousand dollar paycheck, and then having a eighty five thousand dollar paycheck. I'll take either one of those, Coach. <laughs> but now- I know you've played enough and I've played enough to be with a group of guys and you're trying not to, uh, you're, you're, you're hitting safe. You know, I've laid up many a time trying to just get on the green rather than going for the green. I, I, I would agree with you. You know, um, but coach, if, when when they're and, and I guess that we look at some things different when we when different sports require um, different attitudes and um, and maybe it's not playing safe it's more of um, of um, staying competitive you know sometimes if you try too hard that's worse than not trying hard enough yeah and you know? there you know a lot of a lot of uh, golf is mental. And I think that uh, there's something to be said for being in your zone and feeling comfortable what you can do and can't do. I mean, I've seen Tiger Woods make shots I couldn't even think about. You know, that I uh, try things that I wouldn't even think about as a golfer. Uh, and he, he made them. He, a lot of times he's spot on. Oh, well, that, that, that's for sure, Coach. No. You know, and... And I guess that's one of the reasons I have, and uh, that's one of the things to think about when you think about these guys that are coming up, like Rory McIlroy, uh, uh, Spieth, and um, even this guy Zach Johnson. Um, they they are they going to have stay power? You know, are they going to be around? Are we going to still be talking about these guys in five years? And 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 maybe the money is so big now that this guy just made one point eight million dollars. That was on, on the course. What did he make off the course for winning this? Um, did oh, he make yeah. another million or five hundred thousand? Could he have left there today 
with two point six million dollars from from uh, from the endorsements and and winning. Um, if you're making that kind of money, it really it really makes you wonder: Can you sustain? Because in one season, these guys make five million, twelve million dollars. Hey, you're almost, and you're almost guaranteed money the next day. Yep. What happens a lot of times, Coach, with these guys, too, is they're just trying to keep the community that supports them happy. You know, uh, I've heard lots of people talk about, uh, uh, you know, Bubba Watson, you know. Uh, they follow him regardless of how he's doing. But when he's not in the top 20, they all say, you know, what's wrong with Bubba? You know, so, yeah. you know. I don't know exactly, uh, you know, like with Zach Johnson, he graduated from uh, uh, Drake University in 1998 with a degree in business management. And so he's not real young, but he's, you know, he's just hitting his prime really for golf. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're right, Coach. We said that about uh, Rory last year. He was just hitting his prime. Here he's out. Um, we, we said this about um, Sergio Garcia forever. And here's a guy that's never won a major, and he's filthy rich, you know, from golf. And, and, and not to say that if he had won a major, he'd be richer, but he probably he would be richer because he'd be more famous. You know, he'd get that monkey off his back. But I, I don't know. Well, Coach, you know uh – Zach's got four kids, and he was—he needs that one point eight million probably now. <laughs> uh, you know, coach. Um, you know, um, you know. But he won the Masters in '07, the U.S. Open in uh, 2011. He was uh, tied for thirtieth, and then he had the Open Championship. You know that he won in 2015. Uh, and he was third at uh, in 2010 for the PGA Championship. So, you know, he's achieved some stuff. Uh, but, you know, these guys, like we said, come and go. And so when you see a person like Tiger Woods that was there being the guy for so many years, and now he's down a little bit and everybody's, you know, saying he's done. And, and you're right, Coach, you know. Tiger Woods, he had sustainability. I mean, he he was there for a, a very long time, and um and 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 he's still there. You know, he still he still requires a whole lot of money just to show up. And and you were talking about uh, um, Bubba Watson. You know, he hasn't really had that that's that sustainability. You know, his name is more famous than he is as a player. You know, we know Bubba Watson, but what does he really want? He, you know, he has. I think he has a, a green jacket, uh, and not to say that's not a big deal, because it is a big deal. But compared to um, um, what Tiger Woods has done, it's it's it's, it's no comparison. It really is. So, and I just hope maybe someday he will um, come back to to his. You know, because one thing about pro golfers, they give more, when they rate uh, pro athletes that contribute to uh, charities, pro golfers give more per capita than any other sports uh, 
celebrities. That's that's saying a lot in itself. But coach, what do you think about Bryant getting his uh, payday? Oh, I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I really do. Um, what do you, what do you think about his agent Jay Z getting him that kind of payday? You know, a lot of people were skeptical about him hiring uh, Rock Nation and 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 Jay Z as an agent, but um, uh, Jerry Jones applauded him, saying yeah, uh, he, Jerry Jones, they did a great job. Yeah, so they didn't think he would have been able to get it without him. Yeah, well, you love to see that. Uh, you know, people saying you know negative stuff. Uh, proved wrong. Uh, first off, a lot of people kind of uh, a couple of years back were kind of giving up and uh, Dez uh, because of his off-field stuff and uh, you can say a lot of stuff but uh, Jerry Jones and then stuck with him and now he's probably one of the best uh, receivers in the game. Oh, without a doubt. And, and uh and he and he got paid. You know what I mean. He, you know, he, he's he had an MVP season last year, and uh, and he deserved it, Coach. Oh sure. And you, you know, a lot of times in the old days, uh, guys would never get their payday. You know, they would toil for years for Green Bay, or you know, and I'm not trying to say bad stuff about Green Bay or for Minnesota. But there were a lot of old-timers that put in some really great work that never got that big payday. And uh, and that's sad. That is. You know, and, 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 and Dez deserved it. Um, he, um, he, he, des- he deserved the, um, the a Megatron kind of money. That's what he wanted. That's pretty much what he got. Five years, $70 million contract. Hey, Coach, you know, the thing about it is you, you, you people don't understand. It's like a kid like Chris Johnson. I say he's a kid. He's 30 years old. But Chris Johnson is looking for a job. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was considered one of the best backs in the league. And so he gets traded to the Jets. And after two seasons with them not putting up big numbers, uh, now he's looking for a job. And and doesn't have one yet. And he may sign this year for a minimum, but, you know, and, and we got to understand too, Coach, and Chris Johnson, does, he's done some dumb things. You know, got shot in the offseason, and, and, and probably if he hadn't gotten shot in the offseason, um, he may be in somebody's camp right now making money. But I agree. Yeah. You know, you, I'm not just, saying he didn't bring it on himself. I'm just yeah. saying uh he deserves a shot probably again and you know uh you know the ray rices and the uh adrian petersons uh those guys have proven like chris johnson uh that their their ability to play has made their clubs in the past special and uh you know you'd like to think that they're going to be treated uh, with the deference of, hey, give me a chance to show you. Uh, Reggie Wayne, uh, it, you know, he hasn't been picked up by anybody. For 14 years, he was the best receiver Indianapolis had. I, I would agree with you, Coach, and I think we really have to applaud Des Bryant for for um, basically changing his image. You know, uh, here's a kid that was 
kicked out of college, you know, and and then he went through the whole um, situation where with his mother um, saying she was a prostitute when he was a, he when he was growing up, and he's uh, had some issues with, with his with his, him and his mom having some domestic violence situation. That was, I think, that was an old Des Bryant. The guy we see now, he seems to be a much more mature guy, and uh, he seems to be a, a a better person. You know, when when you hear him talk now, he, he's he's a lot more humble, and I, I think he's working with some people that are really showing him how to be a professional. And I hope he keeps it up, and uh, I hope he ends up signing another contract three years from now, as big or bigger than this one. Well, what I'm thinking, Daryl is that, you know, a lot of times as a coach, and you know this, uh, regardless of what level you coach, you worry about uh, the the chemistry in your locker room. And at one time, I think they worried about Dez in their locker room. Now, I think he's that other opposite scene of you want him in your locker room because he's going to bring that stability and work ethic that they, they care about. Uh, I know that for a fact that there was a big thing once about him and, and uh, Jason Whitten arguing on the sidelines. And then when they did the soundbite, it wasn't an argument. He was trying to pick everybody up. And so sometimes media gets it wrong. And I think that Des Bryant, like you said, has matured into the athlete you want not only on your team, but in your locker room and especially on your field. I, I I couldn't agree with you more, Coach. Um, he seems to be doing the right things, saying the right things, and, and, and he's gotten paid. You know, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really really happy for him. You know, at at the same time, Coach Reggie Wayne. You know, Reggie Wayne has been around for such a long time, and and, and it, it's not going to surprise me at all if he's picked up by. Somebody, and well, we can almost count on him being in Denver's camp. Um, if nothing else, just before the season starts, he'll be in Denver's camp, probably be playing with him for this, about the whole season. He'll take hey, that Coach, West Welker role. Coach, and, and, and the thing about it is, you know that the chemistry that he and Peyton have cannot be duplicated. And, you know? Pey- and Peyton's going to make sure that he stays around. Peyton's only going to play maybe one or two more years himself. So if Reggie wants to hang on his coattail for another two years, hey, I can see it happening. Well, I hope uh, for both of them that if they do, that they, they, they stay safe and, and go out as high on the list of, of athletes as they could be. I, I, I really hope so too, Coach. I, I really do. You know, um, you know, Les Miles came out and said that um, he would love to have Braxton Miller on his team. You know, <laughs> it's almost like recruiting. You know, and Braxton Miller has just come out and said, hey, he's, he's not transferring anywhere. He's going to stay right there at Ohio State. Um, I, I, I don't understand why he's going to stay at, at Ohio State. Um, from what I understand, he's like the third quarterback on the depth chart. Um, I know Urban Meyer likes to run his quarterbacks a lot, and if if he's going to run them like he's done in the past, if he's going to run them like he ran Tim Tebow, he's going to need all three of them. 
You're probably right, Kurt. And and he's probably said this to Braxton Miller already. He said, hey, man, you know, um, hang around. It's going to help you in the draft. Uh, if nothing else, we're going to make you a better Canadian League prospect. You're right here in Ohio. Um, you'll make a living up there for a few years. Maybe you can come back to the NFL. Warren Moon did it. You could do it, too. Um, I think, you know, I, I could see why someone would not want to leave Urban Meyer um, as a coach. I think he's a great player's coach. I, I really do. I just think he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Well, hey, Coach, we'll be right back with more sports info right after these messages. We'll talk about Urban Meyer, the Lakers, and a whole lot more, guys. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, Coach, I, I, I said we're going to talk about the Lakers when we come back. But um, there's a story out that... Swaggy P, you know, um, um, Nick Young from the um, from the Lakers, he just settled out of court with this lady uh, saying that uh, 
he took her home and gave her an old Bill Cosby and um, a date rape drug and, uh, and, and had sex with her. You know, now she, they said she wanted three million dollars from the onset. It's been determined that we don't know how much money she got, but she did get paid and he did pay her for this to go away. How do you feel about that, Coach? Coach, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it. Or, you know, anytime a guy takes advantage of a woman, uh, I'm against it. But at the same time, I'm afraid there's a lot out there looking for a payday. And uh, I would be really scared if I was a young, successful athlete right now uh, because uh, of being uh, – I hate to say it like this, but be taken advantage of because you're going to fail in the community setting that we have now and the atmosphere we have now. That woman says, hey, he took advantage of me. I think he may have drugged me, and this wasn't consensual. And so I know it's your word against them, but the community and I think the people out there that matter, the fans, it's going to hurt you. Yeah, it is going to hurt you. You know, now, the story says that the woman the, the woman demanded $3 million for years. Um, however, Nick, he, he refused to pay for three years. Now, all of a sudden, he is paying. And I, I, I understand that he's, he's engaged to this woman, uh, Iggy Azalea. Uh, she's a singer, and uh, they're supposed to be getting married sometime. And maybe maybe he's... He's paying this for for it to go away, you know. Um, and, he doesn't have to deal with it anymore. Right, he doesn't have to deal with it anymore, you know. Um, I, I, I don't know. We have all done that sometime in our life, never for that amount of money. But, I mean, there's been times that you know you're right, but you just want it to go away. Yeah, and well. It's easier just to make it go away than it is to keep fighting regardless especially when you want to move on with your life. I would agree with you. you, you you're right, Coach. We, we've, we've done, and, and you're exactly right. And um, maybe I only had to pay three hundred, and and this guy may have had to pay 300000 because he makes, oh. you know, $10 million or $3 million a year. I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, the thing about it is, Coach, I, I think there's some justification for people that don't, shouldn't think that they're above the law or can get away with doing anything. But at the same time, I hate to think there, and I'm sure there is, I'm sure of this, is, I'm sure of anything, that there's also people out there willing to prey on that rich uh, athlete uh, in a way that uh, gets in their pocket. Of, of course there is, Coach. And, and especially when, it, you know, if you make, Eight million dollars a year. You should drive a Lamborghini. I, I just, if you make eight million, you should you should drive a Lamborghini or or Ferrari or whatever kind whatever of car you, you want. want to make. You know, whatever right. you want. But at the same time, if you make eight million dollars, you need to be smart enough to know that you shouldn't spend three million dollars in a Ponzi scheme, man. You should do a little more research and and a little more uh, lawyer work on some of this stuff that you get involved in. And, Coach, 
if you're dumb enough to get involved in a Ponzi scheme, more than likely it's a woman smart enough out there to get at least three or four hundred thousand out your pocket. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it'll happen to you. And, you know, and coach, you know we, we talk about it and we've talked about it before. Uh, I know the NBA and the NFL, and I'm not sure about baseball or hockey, but I know those two sports. I know the NBA and the NFL have tried to do a better job with their young inductee players, their new draftees, their new rookies, about making them understand how this money that they're going to be uh, exposed to now, how it makes them a different perspective of the rest of their lives. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and Coach, you know, um, you uh, we, we were talking earlier about um, this Michael Wilborn uh, YouTube thing that's flying around crazy about him going off on on the black athlete about ninety uh, percent of them commit these violent crimes against women and uh, anyway, what's your view on that? Well, coach, you know, I, you know, I, my perspective is sometimes tainted because you know I uh, I've become kind of a a Facebook guy. Uh, a lot of my old players are always. Uh, uh, sending me messages about things and their perceptive of a sports athlete or uh, a sports team. And they're the ones that pointed this out to me. And uh, uh, one of my first players that I ever put into college uh, was a kid named LeVon Brown. And LeVon played at FSU, and he's the one that sent it to me first. But a bunch of my guys from all the different places and all the different clubs, and, and all of them were black that responded, uh, thought he was spot on, that he felt, they felt that he was exactly right, that uh, culturally uh, uh, the black athlete needs to pick up the pace on understanding their perspective of uh, violence with women, and especially women. Uh, I mean, I think Adrian Peterson's case was a little different than most. But, uh, you know, Ray Rice, uh, you know, Regardless of how you felt about what happened, uh, I don't think his present wife or a lot of people in his family saw it to be as horrendous as the rest of the nation did. And uh, regardless of how we feel as people, uh, that is all based on our cultural differences. And, uh, and it, 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 it hurts uh, the community when they see their their hero do something like that. Oh, well, I, I, I would agree, you know, um, but and I, and I, however, when we look at the uh, the league, the NFL, the entire league, and we look at the players in, in this league, um, you know, we got 1,000 155 black guys and 470 white guys. You know, you you really you really talking about basically 70 percent of those guys on that on that on in the NFL are black. Now, when we start talking about statistics of any sort, whether it's alcohol, whether it's um, PEDs, whether it's um, beating women, speeding tickets, anything. They're already seventy percent of the of the league, so I think those numbers could be a little bit misconstrued because anything that you mention, 
it could be something good. It could be uh, how many how many people um, donated blood from the NFL and from the players in the NFL. It'd be already seventy percent. The greater of them are going to be black. So uh, when we see things like this, I, I and, and and trust me, I'm in no shape, form, or fashion saying that that violence against women, domestic violence of any sort is good. It's it's not, and and really it's not. And I'm that guy that says, where any room I go into, I'm gonna make sure there's there's at least one gentleman in the room, at least one, and that's that's gonna be me if nobody else. Now I I I don't really fall into this category of uh, how you how you raise, you know. I I know some Michael Irvin raising he had like 14 kids in his family. You know, and I don't think his dad was around. You know, it's just like, hey, it's um, some of these. Some people have a, a mean spirit about them. Some people are very selfish. Some people are very controlling. And, and you know, if, if you got a woman coach, and and you young and stupid, you're twenty twenty four years old. You've been living with this woman, but you probably got two chicks on the side. And then, you know, she probably figures it out that you got two chicks on the side, but you're paying everything. You give her a nice little paycheck on the side. You know, she's, she's, she's probably getting three, four, five thousand a month living in a nice place. Then one day she just feel like she don't want to tolerate that no more. Now, yeah. these guys get angry. It's just wrong. It is wrong. It is and, wrong. And, and coach, uh, you and I both have driven kids home uh, after practices to places we wouldn't want to go in. I know I have many times. I know you have sometimes. And uh, uh, people don't understand what that culture is like unless they're there, or there unless they've lived it. And uh, I'm not saying, like you said, you know, no one is going to support people that abuse anybody. But I think we have to understand that a lot of these guys, you know, I think the NFL needs to step up and not by just saying, well, if you if you mess up, you're done. Uh, they need to step up with training about what's acceptable, what the community is going to accept in the way of behavior. And I don't think we've done enough of that in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, alcohol is still legal. And in most cases, when there's violence in some way or another, there's alcohol. You know, um, uh, the, the um, Tennessee Titans, um, they just got rid of a, a wide receiver. Looked like they're going to get rid of him um, for a stabbing incident outside of a, uh, a nightclub in Tennessee. You right. know, Coach, you know, hey, where, where, where does it stop? You know, you know. Yeah. I know this, that uh, if if nothing else, that the community is a large, you know, you can't put these guys on a pedestal and expect them to be the athletes that they are and not understand that there's some liability on the community to, to realize that these guys need help uh, managing their money, uh, managing their behavior, uh, because... Uh, we've seen time and time again that a lot of times uh, they they can't manage their their free time. 
Well, hey, um, that's why we go to college, Coach. We go to college to learn how to be uh, young adults. And when we leave college, and that, in most cases in, college, in football, all of these young men have gone to college for at least three years. And that's why we go to college to, to, be, to, to, to mature and develop uh, socially, uh, economically, uh, not economically, but socially and, 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 and mentally. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming it on, on, on the society. I'm, I'm just really not blaming it on that. I'm blaming it on, on the money. I'm blaming it on the fame. And when you, some of those, there's an old saying, a fool and his money shall soon, shall soon depart. And it's a little bit more that goes with that. And some people say, and they shouldn't have never got together in the first place. Well, you know, you love to see these guys get great paydays, but you hope and pray, like with a guy like Dez, that he invests it the right way, that he uses it the right way, and uh, so that his future after he turns 35, 40 years old, is still bright and and that he has some real good quality years uh, being successful in something besides being a pro athlete. I would agree, Coach. Hey, thanks, guys, for listening to Sports Info. You am on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.